0: Lights on the Upanishads by Shri T.V. Kapali Shastri 10th session is today. 9 sessions we have already seen. Om Shri Guru Namaha Harihi Om Shri Ganesha Janamaha Dr. Krishna Murti Shastri Punacha Karnataka India So in Lights on the Upanishads by T.V. Kapali Shastri Today, we are going to see Vaishvanara Vidya. We have already seen Prana Vidya and uh, other Vidyas like uh, shandilya Vidya we have seen. Today, it is Vaishvanara Vidya. So, Vaishvanara Vidya. In all worlds, in all beings, in all selves, He eats the food. So, Sarveshu Lokeshu, Sarveshu Bhuteshu, Sarveshu Atma Suh. So, Annam atti. Upanishad. In high terms, the Upanishad describes the glory of the sadhanas called Vaishvanara Vidya and therefore of the sublime status in realization of one who adopts this line and worships Brahman as Vaishvanara Atman. It is true that all the sadhanas of the Upanishads lead to and converge in the attainment of Brahmic realization, but the starting points differ, the lines of approach vary, the results seen on the way in the working out of of the sadhana may be diverse and the ultimate realization itself essentially one is distinguished with a certain stress on one and other aspect of Brahman. For the one Brahman, in its immense reality, stands over and above the all even as it does behind the all, presents itself in its countless features in the multiple manifestation and is revealed initially in the particular aspect through which the approach is made as determined by the competence and temperament of the sadhaka. Thus, we find the sadhana of Brahman as Vaishwanara Atman spoken of in the Chandogya which we have chosen to inquire into in this brief discourse. We have a different version of the same Vidya in the Satapatha Brahmana to which we shall have occasion to refer. Who is the instructor of the Vaishwanara Vidya and who who did he instruct? What is the precise significance of the term Vaishvanara as taught in the Upanishads? Is there any connection between the Vaishvanara of the Upanishads and the Vaishvanara Agni of the Rigveda? In what respect do they differ? What is the character of this sadhana? Is it instruction or initiation? What is the fruit that results from the sadhana? These are some of the questions we shall discuss here. And before proceeding, let us mention the context as stated in the Chandogya. Who is our self? What is Brahman? This inquiry seized the minds of five men who were great householders, well versed in the Vedic learning. They agreed upon a decision to approach the well-known Uddalaka Aruni with a request to grant them knowledge of Vaishwanara Atman. When they come to Aruni, they later realised that it would be difficult for him to answer all their questions, to clear all their doubts and pointed to another source offered to accompany them to King Ashwapati Kaikeya who was known to be an adept in the Vaishvanara Sādhana. He was a king in those realms. There was no thief, no m- miser, no drunkard, none neglected the fire worship. None was ignorant or unchaste, man or woman. Such was the efficiency and benevolence of his administration. Yet he was renowned for his wisdom, for his knowledge of the Vaishvanara Vidya. This shows we may note in parenthesis, that Brahmic wisdom is not opposed to activities of life in the world, or this is a fine earlier illustration of the oft-quoted line of the Gita, Yoga is a skill in works, then the Yoga Karma Then the king welcomed with due respect the Brahmins led by Uddalaka offered to give them presents at the ensuing sacrifice he was to perform and requested them to stay on. But on learning the object of their visit, he was pleased to instruct them and asked them to come next morning. He was pleased, as Shankara remarks, because of their humility and of their craving for knowledge from a kshatriya who is lowered to them in social rank. Next morning he called and questioned them separately, for the teacher must know what and how far the pupil already knows, so that he may proceed with further instructions. Whom do you worship as the Atman? Was the common? question that each one of them was asked and we shall state their answers in brief prachin shala son of upamanyu worshiped heaven as the atman satya yajna son of pulusha worshiped the sun as worshiped the sun that is the, uh, in the sky sun in the sky as atman indradhyumna Grand, grandson of Bhallavi Vayu <coughs> Jana son of Sarkaraksha Akasha Budila son of Ashwatara Shwa the waters Uddalaka son of Aruna worshipped the earth as Atman. Apparently satisfied with the several answers of the pupils, the teacher said in effect, your worship is all right as far as it goes and indeed yields certain benefits too. But the heaven, the shining brilliance, Sutejas is only the head of the Atman, and uh, the universal being, the sun is just the eye, vaju is but the breath, akasha is the body, the waters are the bladder, the earth is the feet of the Atman, the universal being. If you had not come to me, those limbs in you would have withered or blown off, which correspond to the parts of the Atman, which you worship, mistaking severally each part for the whole. Here, Shankara's commentary reminds us of the popular maxim of the blind men and the elephant, hasti darshani eva jatyan Certain blind men wished to have an idea of the shape of an elephant. Touching the trunk, one thought that the elephant was like a snake. Another caught hold of a leg and supposed that he resembled a, a post and so on. This maxim is often used to illustrate the error of mistaking a part for the whole. Thus, the teacher corrects the wrong notions of the Vaishwanara Atman entertained by the disciples and proceeds to point out positively the way of worshipping the universal person. For this, Atman is Purusha, not a mere all-pervading existence or being. How is he, this Vaishwanara, to be conceived and worshipped? heaven and earth it is said are the head and feet sun is the eye wind vayu is the breath the infinite extension akasha is the body and the waters are the wealth rai of the universal purusha the vaishvanara atman then are we simply to put these parts together for a correct conception of the whole could that be a real and effective help in the worship of vaishvanara We can indeed form for ourselves an idea of the vastness of the Universal Purusha as one having for head the heaven, the top, the summit of this creation, for his feet, the earth, the bottom, the support from below and in between the vast extension for his body and so on. But that would be a symbolic representation of the immense Universal Atman in a measure of space. (coughs) Besides, parts pieced together cannot form into a living soulful whole. It is the spirit, the self, in all these things that brings them into being, allots their place in the plan of of creation, makes a whole of them and gives them their value in his own cosmic embodiment. Therefore, they are not to be ignored, but it is the Atman that is to be worshipped as dwelling in the universal being of which heaven, earth and rest are the limbs and these are as has been said, but a measure in terms of space of the immeasurable Pradesha Matra, a term used in the Upanishads with a double significance. Pradesha means in the context heaven, earth and the rest as the ancient commentators have explained when we look at the macrocosm as the body of the universal being. It can also mean a span, which is said to be the measure of the Purusha within as seen from a subtle plane. Some texts declare that the flame of the Purusha extends from from above the navel regions To the heart above while others speak of the purusha as the measure of the thumb angusta matra purusha these are all valid in their own way as they were so seen and found to be effective in the sadhana by the sages of the upanishads so but how is the atman the self the soul of universal being to be worshipped and realized He is the self of all these things, all creation. He is known as Abhivimāna, the inner eye behind each and all as explained by the commentator. Each and all as explained by the commentator. Pratyagātmataya Abhivimīyate. Aham iti vijñayate. Therefore, one has to realize Him in His own being as the Self before He can effectively comprehend and perceive Him as the Self of all selves and all creation. For as the Brahadaranyaka states graphically, Atman alone was all this in the beginning. Atma idamagra He was in the form of a person, Purusha. He looked around and saw nothing else than himself. He said, I am, therefore his name is I. Asmad, the base of the first personal pronoun Aham is derived by Sanskrit grammarians from the root as to be, so that the very word Aham denotes the presence or existence of I. It is the Atman, the Purusha, who sees anuviksya and creates himself, srashtva, in the very act of the look and enters into anupravishat, the creation, enters into the creation, into all things, all beings and all selves. Well Well has it been said that the individual I and universal I are one in each world, in each being, in each thing, in each atom is the divine presence and it is man's mission to manifest it. Manifest it. And because the I of each and the great universal I are one, one has to ma- take the Q from his own self and the and I which and the I which he knows for fan or fancies he knows. For ordinarily, what we take to be ourselves is a perpetual bubble of the I. Afloat on the superficies, superficies of our being, of our bodily life, it is an incessant shade of the eye thrown on the surface, on the waves of feeling and thinking and willing over the deep waters of our self. Our true being is the soul, the individualized self, whose light plays upon and supports and activates our separative existence in mental and bodily life. This superficial self is a shadow of the soul, it is the ego figuring the self, however persistent, continuous and unceasing in its appearance. It is frothy, has no substance of its own, but is there all through as a reminder of the constant presence within of the self which is the true import of the I, chidabhasa. Aham-bhakaara. is this self which is within us established as our innermost being, that Ashwapati Kaikeya calls upon Uddalaka and others to realize as the Vaishwanara Atman, the self that is the universal Purusha, Pratyagatma. Not, not only does he instruct, but actually initiates them into the sadhana, as we find it stated in the slightly different version of the Vaishwanara Vidya in the Shatapata Brahmana, Ashwapati convinces the pupils of the essential oneness of the identity of the macrocosm and the microcosm, explains the already declared parts in the external, in the universal as correspondences of those within, in the individual and finally leads them to the understanding of the central point of the teaching. I shall make you realize, Abhi Sampadai shyami, says Ashwapati, pointing to every part, opadishan, head, eye, nose and others, and affirms that each is indeed the Vaishvanara, but that he is in the form of a person, Purushavidaha, this universal fire, Vaishwana Agni, firmly established within in man, pursue Antaha Pratisthitaha. The Upanishads always give general instructions but they do not give the actual methods of the sadhana even when it is possible to find out the method from oral or recorded teachings. The actual and definite working out of the sadhana takes place only when the would-be sadhaka receives the help, the influence, the power from some source human or divine or more truly from the divine in the human. uh, This fact is plain uh, from many texts of the Upanishads themselves from passages such as "He knows." Who has a teacher? Acharyavan Javan Purusho Veda, thou our father who leads us across the shore beyond ignorance. Tumhi Naha Pita Avidyaya Param Param Tarayasi. For this knowledge, one shall approach the Guru Tadvijjanar Tham Sagurum Eva Abhigachet. The Guru then. He is the master who pours the influence into the competent vessel and gives the start as well as the final touch to the sadhana in the disciple. For he is, in the words of Sri Aurobindo, one who has risen to a higher consciousness and being and he is often regarded as its manifestation or representative. He not only helps by teaching and still more by his influence and example but by a power to communicate his own experience to others. And this is precisely what is meant the, when the Guru Ashwapati declares, Abhisampadhaise, sam, abhi I shall effect the attainment in you. So, let us continue in the next session. Hare Rama, On Tat